Hello and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast. I'm Sol and Bono Estente. <laughs> What's Bono Estente? Uh, um, I think it's just the generic you two. Hello. I'm, I'm Mark and Bono is a bellend. <laughs> How's that? I'm Dan and it's a treasure to be doing this podcast with you guys today. We're Pixel Hunt Podcast, <laughs> a gaming glory hole that we're inviting you to enter. What we like to do here is deep dive and analyze games one system and letter at a time. For this first series, Season 1 or World 1, we're covering the Nintendo Entertainment System, or, as it was known in Japan, the Famicom. Working from A to Z, this episode, or World 1, Stage 20... Yes, 20. Whoa. Whoa. The stratospheric heights of 20. Venti. We're up to letter T. And letter T for us, at least, means treasure hunter? <laughs> treasure yeah. master. Master. Treasure master. master. I'd like to see my notes are good. That's not a good start. It's treasure bastard, name, right? as I've been calling it. Treasure bastard. Yeah, treasure bastard. <laughs> or treasure wanker. That's what I called this, uh, this um, remote session that we're on now. For we are remote today. We are remote due to COVID restrictions and adhering to the uh, isolation policy that is now no longer exists from the country that I was in. So although you can now fly back to it and not be isolated, because I came back two days early, I still have to be. I see. <laughs> okay. Well, I could have come and met you because I've had it. Yeah, well, I've had it as well, um, but um, they don't care about the actual logistics of things, do they? They just like you to stay at home, get fat. Yeah, it's probably worth mentioning. There's a we're a bit later with this podcast because one of us was struck down with COVID. <clears throat> that was me. I think, I, I think this game gave me COVID nineteen. I played this game, and then about two, three, four days later, that's it. I was. Done. Is it well, any coincidence? In, it was back in January, didn't I? So if you remember, I said I played, played that Plague Inc. and created a virus so good I got it. Turns out it was COVID and I ruined the world. So apologies wow. for that. Well done. <laughs> I was still the Chinese. You got COVID-19 <laughs> after episode 19. Uh, anyway, what have we been up to apart from having a pandemic-ness? Who? Daniel. Uh, me? Hi. Whilst I've been off work, I've had some time to do some gaming, which I don't normally do. So that was fun. I've been playing stuff on Game Pass for a change. Um, oh, no, actually, right? Actually, Have I you spent, bought a real game? I spent Have real money and bought an out? actual game. Oh, yeah, on. I bought Return of the Obra Din. Which... Oh, yeah, you mentioned this, and I purposely held up. It's something I've been wanting to play this. I thought, oh, I'll get it as well. And then I thought, no, I'll wait and listen to what you say on here first. So... Well, if you're not familiar with it, um, it's by the it's by a man named Lucas Pope, who also did Papers Please, a very small indie game where you where you Love were it. a, a it border good. control officer. Proper you depressing game, yeah. but it's good yeah. in it. So he's made this game called Return of Obradin, where Obradin, Obrada, life goes on. Well, not on this ship, it didn't. The ship appears back up in Falmouth, and it's empty. There's nobody on it. So your job as a insurance um, loss adjuster, I guess that's what you are back in maritime days. You get on board this ship with a special book that's got a list of all the crew and all the job titles and all the names. 
and a sketch of all the crew. And then the book reads like a story of what happened to the ship. And you've got a special stopwatch or a pocket watch, which can put you back in time. And the idea is when you get on the ship, you find a skeleton. So you use, you open your pocket watch and it transports you back to the death of this particular character. Mm. Now, like, is it do... like them in the Batman games where you're using your detective vision and it kind of... A little bit, yeah, a little bit like that. And it, it, all you see is a blank screen and then text. Um, you hear talking, you don't know what's going on. Um, for the first one, I'm, it's not going to ruin anything. Someone gets shot and that's the dead person. And the, that'll the, do it. The gun goes off, and then you're then put back inside inside the ship. But it's in a freeze frame, like a 3D freeze frame. You can walk around what's happening, and you can look at the captain. And you can look at well, you know it's a captain because they're banging on the door. Open up, captain! And then you've got to identify the captain. You've got to identify the person who's been shot. You've got to identify how he died and who killed him. So basically, you've got to go through the entire list of the crew and figure out. The names, the jobs, how they died, or how they lived, yeah. what, what, whatever happened to them. But it unfolds by each each one that you each memory you unlock, then unlocks a further one. But the the, the, the don't go in sequence; they kind of hop around all over the place. It reminds me of, and I think I've read it's similar to Telling Lies, the game you mentioned a long time ago. Yes. Watching clips of someone being interrogated, and you've got to piece yes. it together. He yes. did mention it, but I, I didn't believe him. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you should have listened to his story. It was a really interesting game, and when you got stuff right, I was like, "Oh yeah, I knew it," and it made, it actually rewarded you. But once you've got three, once you've identified three people, how they died, and what their job was, and you know who they are, it it writes them into the book. It like proper types them in because you just put placeholders in, and when it goes, you've got three right. And it fills it in for you. It's it, it's really rewarding to go. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. I've figured it out. And I plowed through it in about two or three days. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I don't want to ruin the story or anything. If you're gonna if you're gonna get it, I'll but... definitely get it. Yeah, it's been on a hit list for a while. It's been one of them where like if a sale pops up, I'll get it kind of thing. Yeah, there's all sorts going on on it on this ship. I'm glad I wasn't on it, um, <laughs> but. That's definitely worth playing. Cool. So once, I, once I'd smashed through that, I started playing something called Katana Zero, which is another small indie game, um, which is on Game Pass. You control a samurai kind of guy. It reminds me of Super Meat Boy in that you've got to go through the level and you've it's insta-death, uh, but you've got to kill all the people that are on each stage. <clears throat> um, but you can slow down time so if someone shoots you you can use your samurai sword and ping the bullets back at them you can roll past them and there's a whole story and narrative that goes along with it apparently you are an ex-soldier that was injected with something called chronos which means you can control time when you die it just puts you back to the start because you've got this drug which makes you basically invincible but the drugs running out there isn't any left you You've got to find out the story behind what's happened. Why am I? Basically, this bloke's got all sorts of memory loss. Um, and that's really worth playing. Controls are really tight. It looks good. Um, the sound's great. It's um, really genuinely worth playing. I think that's all over. I think every platform you can get it, and that's been highly, highly scored by all the critics. Then 
I played another dun, game, dun, dun. three <laughs> games, and I've even started a fourth. So, oh, man, you need to start wanking again. <laughs> this was this third one was called the tourist. T o u r y s t, the tourist. Very small. Um, I think it's only about four, five hours long. Puzzle type of platform game. Looks like someone's made an 8-bit world and made it 3D. So everything's big and square and blocky, but it's really pretty. Really nice art style, but really pretty. Uh, really nice light effects. And it's a very mundane game. Just sit back and just walk around different islands and do little tasks for people. Some people might find it a bit trivial, but it's just nice and relaxing. Just something to tick along to. Cool, bro. That's it, I think. Oh, TV and films and that. <laughs> I finished watching Upload. See, I, 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 yeah, Upload's good, isn't it? Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, I was expecting more. I don't know why. I think you you sold it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it starts but off, yeah. as I said, very chick flicky, doesn't it? And then twists its way into something a bit better. Mm. So, yeah, I quite liked that. I thought it was mm-hmm. good. Not watched any films out there. My, my attention span's been too short for that. That's Mark. me. Mark. Me, right, okay, well I've been on holiday so I have had a chance to uh, either game or watch the kids gaming, so I've watched the kids play Animal Crossing and the penny dropped because I got addicted to watching it. Ace, play Animal Crossing! I want to see if your noses have grown! So, So, yeah, the penny dropped, so I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of get that now. He also got uh, Pokemon Sword, that that looked pretty interesting. Um, we were all playing Hammering Meat Boy, as we always do when we go away. Um, I got that Hades that you recommended, Sol, and I really, 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 really liked it. I haven't got very far um, because, obviously, it, it, it was on the laptop and the kids kept nicking it to play uh, other stuff. So I didn't um, I didn't get very laptop. far with it. They should have yeah. done this laptop. Yeah. Um, and um, the since we've got back, because we've been back a few days now, the whole entire house has got obsessed with Monster Hunter World. So I'm playing it on the PC. Riley's playing it on the PS4, and Ace is playing it on the Xbox. Um, so and Riley is far superior to all of us at it. But we're all now as obsessed with it as I was just before I went away. Um, so that's that in terms of films and shiz. I binged in the second season of The Boys, which is equally as good as the first season of The Boys. Um, And I've started Preacher because I were getting withdrawal and I've not watched Preacher, but it's the same same team in it, I think, that are behind it. And I like it a lot. I thought it was quite good. Um, Films-wise, have I watched anything worth commenting on? You know what? If I can't remember, it's not worth commenting on, is it? So I don't think I've uh, seen anything particularly special. Oh, Sol's just got a copy of the Preacher graphic novel and he's waving it on the webcam in front of me. Um, but yeah, um, I am uh, I am enjoying Preacher. I think it's pretty good. If they keep true, I've not watched it, but if they keep true to it, it should be good. Uh, it is. It is. It is good. Um, and that's about it. And that, Dan, is how you do a three-minute segment on what you've been up to. Well, I wanted to give people a bit of insight. You played games that you'd already talked about. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't think I've played anything new. Have I even bought anything new? Other than Hades, no. So, soul, 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 the ball. Yeah, well, I've, for a change, I've watched some films. So, because it's Halloween, I yeah. thought I'd watch some horror films or films that claim to be horror films. 
Uh, and so I started at Blumhouse because I know they're famous for Get Out and some other stuff, but mainly... Uh, the Purge and Happy Death yeah. Day and all these, all that. They're, they're really good. Sinister, yeah. I think, is one of them. But what yeah. put them on the map, really, as a big studio, or certainly propelled them to be in a big studio so they could go on and do stuff like Whiplash, was Paranormal Activity, and I've never seen it. But I always liked the idea of it. Pooh. So I quite... It takes about an hour to get going. It takes a fucking hour and a half to get going. In fact, it never gets going. I'm all, I'm all for creepy... I'm all for... Doors slowly opening by themselves. There's a certain element of creepiness, but it doesn't go anywhere. I'm a horror fan, a really big horror fan. If I were doing a podcast on anything else other than gaming, it would be horror. And the problem I have with paranormal activity is don't expect me, I have the same issue with Blair Witch, to have to believe your shit's real to find it scary. Let me know it's fake as fuck and still be scared by it. Don't don't expect me to suspend my disbelief and go, oh, but it could be real, because I'm not going to do that. And that's the only way you would ever find paranormal activity. It's terrifying. Or Blair Witch terrifying, is if you're willing to suspend your disbelief and buy into the fact that it's real. Because actually, neither of them are terrifying. They both fall into the same category, and they're both an absolute piece of dog shit. Well, I, I enjoyed it that much. I went and watched the second one. <laughs> It's better, actually. <laughs> Which is better. It's better yeah, yeah. than the first. Yeah. Um, and I then went on to watch the third, but I keep falling asleep with the third. But what I will give them, yeah, it's not particularly scary. It's a one-trick pony. There's a certain spooky elements. I'll give them kudos for build the world builders. And any, anyone that tries and build the world, because it's all interlinked with all the same family, there's no spoilers mm-hmm. there, but... Anyone that tries and links their own world, John Hughes, Stephen King, Kevin Smith, to a certain degree, uh, it's fine by me. Universe building, it's all good. If you want to get off on that. If you want to watch something scary that fits that sort of hidden camera type genre that's a bit under the radar and not a lot of people know about, there's one called My Little Eye, which is a, a hidden camera thing. And it's a bit like the setup of his like Big Brother. And these people have been sent to this cabin in the woods to live together. And if they all survive together, for survive, if they get on and they manage to see out the two weeks, they all get a million dollars each or something, uh, or the two months or whatever. And it gets to the last week and just loads of mad shit starts happening. And they don't know whether it's the TV company trying to scare them out of the house each other trying to scare them out of the money or there is actually some mad shit going on that is probably i think the best example of those types of things well i, I thought they were all right they were all right and then i watched um, insidious which is brilliant sits between one uh, between two and three of paranormal activity on their release schedule so i will get through all the films at some point and i thought it was really really good it is for the first hour and a half. It's basically a rip off a of poltergeist in it, but it's good. That Yeah, but then it, it kind of what you were just saying. If you've got to explain your horror films to me and, and give them a reason and a really truly believable, well, not believable reason, but like to give it credence, then it loses it and it, it, it turns into like a bad 1980s um, episode of Twilight Zone or something towards the end. Mm. Let's yeah, it down a bit. Um, what's really good though about Insidious is if you watch the second one very closely after it, it makes the first one better and the second one better. The second one in isolation after you've forgotten the first one, you know, like when you first watched, like when I first watched it a couple of years after watching the first one, you're like, oh, it's a bit weak. And then when you watch them back to back as one entity, they're both 
so much better for watching them that way. So that's the advice that I would give you is watch Insidious 2 as soon as possible. Should I watch Hereditary? Yes. Right. Okay. It's not, ama- nice. it's not as amazing as everyone's made out, um, but that's along the same sort of atmosphere lines as things like the Babadook or that Midsummer, that, that kind of horror atmosphere to it. All right. With Horror Around the Corner, what, what film would you recommend people watch, Mark? It depends on the sort of horror you want. If you want a horror that you're not usually a horror fan, you want something scary, but you're definitely going to enjoy it. Um, uh, it's going to give you some jump scares. It's got a bit of gore in it, and you're going to laugh your ass off. I would say Housebound is the best. If you've got a house full of people, and some like horror and some don't, everybody will like a film called Housebound. It's a New Zealand horror comedy film, and it's really, really good. If you want real, proper, proper horror, undiluted no tongue-in-cheekness, takes itself very, very seriously. Go for a French film called Martyrs by a director called Pascal Laugier, who um, did the only English thing you might think of that he's done is Tall Man with um, Peel in it, Jessica Peel in it. Um, Other than that, if it's Halloween, watch Rob Zombie's Halloween. (laughs) Right, okay. Well, games, I've been playing Witcher, Witcher 1. Oh God, it's dull in it. <laughs> it's it's a bit clunky. I, I don't. I'm playing it because I, I want to get a feel, and I know that it's not the best. That three's by by supposed to be the best. The combat is poor, isn't it? Well, it's if you, it's a it's old in it, so it's yeah. it's clicky click like Diablo used yeah. to be, um, and in fact, like Diablo still bloody is on PC. You can't play it with a controller. Um, so yeah, and for that reason. You, you kind of ditch, unless you're playing it as a book, you know, as a story, uh, yeah. you're not going to get any gaming gratification out of it because there isn't really a great deal of gaming to be done. It's just a lot of clicking. There is a lot of clicking and rudimentary rolling out of the way. That's, yeah, that's the excess. It's, it's combat and use a spell now and again. Yeah, I mean, they, they basically, with the second medic so you didn't need to know anything about the first anyway all right so, i might jump into that yeah I, I wouldn't bother with the first one to be honest the second one's worth playing now well i'm working my way through the books as well but i know the games start after the last book well the, so. the third one so it has bits of the second but they kind of they do it so each of them stand alone but uh, the second one's actually really good but i had the second one in me me uh steam library for Oh, God. I must have had it for two years and never played it. And then there was some kind of game drought, and I thought, oh, bollocks to it. I'll go back in and I'll play that again. And I ended up proper hooked on it. I think it would be just before the third one came out. And then I did the same with the third one. I'd finished Witcher 2, and I'm like, yay! I'll buy Witcher 3, and then that sat there for two years, and I never bothered with it. And I think that's it, gents, isn't it? So, what's the game? The game that we've been playing. This is the game. The game that we've been playing! Released on December the 13th, 1991, Treasure Master was the first game to be published by ASC, but was actually developed, as is often the case, publishers, developers, by Manchester-based Software Creations, who, back in the day, initially hit gold with their conversions of Bubble Bobble, and Bionic Commando for the 8-bits platforms. Mm. They went on to develop Solstice for the NES, which is an isometric dungeon crawler thing, Spider-Man and the X-Men in Arcade's Revenge, and a Pixel Hunt podcast favourite, Plock, hey. for the Super Nintendo, which 
I owned and I enjoyed it immensely. And we've told you about it in the past, Mark. You should have played it and bought it by now. You get I haven't. I own it. So, but, so they have got some chops then? Yeah, mm. we've got a nice long list. They were um, formed by a guy whose name escapes me. I should have put it in the notes. Uh, who left Ocean, another Manchester-based company, to start up these guys. Richard K. Uh, was it Richard K? Yes. Thank you. And at the time, they were one of only three European companies developing for the NES, the other being Zippo Games and a company you might have heard of called Rare. Oh, yeah. uh, eventually, they were hoovered up by Acclaim and became Acclaim Manchester, and then Acclaim went bust in 2004, which is, again, another UK developer hoovered up and killed off a sign to the dustbin. So, Treasure Master is a platforming adventure puzzler where you play Scooter. He's a typical kid, according to the instructions, who finds a coin with some strange markings on it. Unsure what it is, he puts it under his pillow for safekeeping, which we always do. That's where you put all your safest stuff because your mum never changes your bed sheets. And he starts having dreams where he cannot begin to tell whether he's awake or dreaming. Mm. I kept a yeah. magazine under my bed once and that went. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> It was a dirty book. I thought that's a good place to put it. And then I came back to it. It wasn't there. (laughs) So either my bed swallowed it or mum found it and threw it out (laughs) before the internet. Or your dad found it and kept it. Yes, that's equally possible. It should have glued out pages together. I did some of them. Hey. So Scooter finds a book one day which tells the story of Ban, who proclaims the coin. Sounds like a spot cream. (laughs) (laughs) Oxyban proclaimed the coin to be a key and that only a chosen one would understand. So he takes the key in his dreams and goes on a quest to work that shit out. (laughs) That's the gist of it. There's six levels. The first level is islands. Where Not like, holy potatoes, there's a leprechaun. Not that kind of island. <laughs> no, that's Ireland. Yeah. This is Island. Yeah. I, it, technically, it's an Island. Not an Island. There's only one of them. Mama, yeah, yeah, there is. Where you spend your time on uh, underwater and on top of the levels, fighting insects and bees and stuff. Second level is a moon where you get a gun at last and a moon buggy and you can shoot stuff and jump around like House of Pain. Uh, Level three looks to be a construction site. Level four looks to be a fantasy forest where you're the same size as all the insects, so honey, I shrunk the fantasy land or something. All worms and toadstools and shit. Toadstools. 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 Toadstools and (laughs) toadstools. This beer's working. A circuit board, which I guess is supposed I to be... I thought it. that was supposed to be you climbing into your NES. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. Ah, right. Okay. There's no NES on Nintendo references, but I think that's the implication, no. isn't it? Mm. And then the last level is some kind of fairground-type theme park full of clowns, and you kill yes. all the clowns. and Suicidal then... clowns, kamikaze clowns. Yeah. Uh, what, the, what was that film? Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns from, from Outer Space. Yeah. There's another good one for Halloween. 
And essentially, to work your way through these levels, you pick up objects to solve puzzles, you pick up a bomb to blow a hole in a wall, or you get a, a remote control to operate a magnet, or you... There's puzzles. It's basically... It's everyone's a wally with yeah uh, with more fighting. It's a dizzy game, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, no, because dizzy games are good. It's, yeah. it's everyone's a wally. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that shit. <laughs> but in an interesting twist, mm. it's not just a game. It was also a competition run by NTV, which stands for Music Television. Did you know that? I want my MTV. So this was released in December 91, but in April of 92, MTV released a secret password onto MTV. And you entered this along with a serial number on the registration card that came with the game. And it unlocked a, sick, uh, a, a secret prize world. And between lunchtime on April the 11th, 1992... And midnight on April the 11th, 1992, so six hours, you could complete that level. And if you completed that level, you then phoned the hotline and claimed your prize. You had six hours? Yes. Yeah. So they, they, run a, they run a huge competition <clears throat> across all of America, and you had six hours to do it in. Bear in mind, America covers how many time zones? Oh, no, it just it, they do specifically state, though, EST. Yeah, they do. Eastern Standard Time. Yep. Mm. Which would make it New York. I don't know. But yeah, 12, 12, lunchtime yeah. till midnight. You've got six hours. Go for it. It took me two hours and I couldn't even get off first level. So I don't know what that <laughs> last level was like. But should you, should you get it? To, it unlocks a secret code that's unique to your game pack. And then you phone in with that code. And uh, the prizes were a fantasy rock concert. They don't say who. Fantasy? Does that mean you just make it up? Maybe you got to choose if it were MTV. Don't I, want, just... uh, I want Queen fronted with Davy Bowie and uh, uh, Shakira on drums. Well, it, exactly. It's not, they're not really, it says fantasy. <laughs> it's not very specific, is it? We should have found out. Is there not an interview with any of these winners? Did anyone well, ever win? No, I, but there's... no, I did find someone on Reddit who okay. won a SNES, right? Oh, which okay. is one of the, one of the lesser um, prizes. Yeah, so on uh, the prizes, you had a fantasy rock concert, a fantasy sports event, a fantasy audio video room, or ten grand, and the two hundred and fifty second prize winners each won a NES, mm. and then up to thirty six thousand third prize winners, uh, third. Third position prize awesome. winners, Matt. You'd have you won a poster. <laughs> Thanks. So that's good, isn't it? No. I mind winning a snares back in '91. They'd have been new then, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not a bad prize, but yeah, I mean, but nobody won, did they? It were a scam by the sound of it. Six hours is tight. It is tight, considering, like you said, Eastern Standard Time would be twelve till midnight. So. Which way does time go <laughs> when you're looking the at that? Only way, only, only, time's only, just a only concept, way you'd be able to do this with how hard this game is would be to get amazing at it, queue it right up so you'd got all the extra lives and have it just sat paused waiting for that. No, I think, it, I think no, it was no. a unique level. You just opened this one level. 
No, oh, no, that's all you needed to do. No, you yeah. got you got the code. You put the code in. You played the five games. So you played the five levels, and then but then the level unlocked. because that's you what put the code in the beginning, it unlocked the yeah, sixth the level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. You didn't just get to play the sixth level. You had to get to the sixth level, and then yeah. get your yeah. So, so you the problem is if you got your ass handed to you on that yeah. sixth level, then so, you so well, you. You could take December, six hours to get back. Yeah, so from December, you need you, December you to April, you need to get good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get good. And I, I watched the YouTube video of someone complete this in 40 minutes. There so it's go. doable. Yeah, I, I watched it as well and actually liked the game more when I watched someone really good playing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it looked quite good. But that's not just, a lot of time. That's the, the, it, 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 re- it reinforces that time is a capitalist construct made by the man. <laughs> that's a lot deeper than I expected a review of uh, Treasure Wanker to go but yeah well done so I did find someone on Reddit who said that they won a snares from the Treasure Master contest but yes irritatingly the person has deleted his account <laughs> so you've got the title of the thread and then it just says deleted oh what man I need to know I um, I did I think I came across the same Reddit where they got in touch with Steve Ruddy who programmed this and I thought should I reach out to Steve Ruddy and get his thoughts on maybe the history of this game or yes. how it came about? And then I thought, no, because we're going to really pile into this heap of shit. So I didn't want to do that. Oh, don't give it away. Maybe. maybe. Someone might like it. <laughs> <laughs> but in a nutshell, that is Treasure Master. A side-scrolling, platforming, Pick up object, use it to solve puzzle, game. Mm-hmm. Well, if you did find a different Reddit thread, someone um, got in touch with Stephen Ruddy because they'd started deep diving into the code and trying to figure out um, if it were any good, what what was going on in the code. And they've replied to someone, Steve Ruddy replied with, Hi, Mike whoever Mike was, I'm glad to hear you're having a bit of fun with Treasure Master, and I'm amazed anyone remembers it, let alone goes to the trouble of reverse engineering it. Well, so maybe he doesn't feel highly of it as well. Mm. Yeah, maybe not. We might have a Steve Ruddy bonus episode. Why not? Why not, <laughs> Why not indeed? <laughs> Steve, if you're listening, get in touch at howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com. Loving your game. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> Cultural interlude, anybody? Yeah, go for it. It's got to be more interesting than the game. Yeah, let's go. Cultural interlude. Let's check out what was going on at the time of the release in the UK, music, films, and of course, games way back on December the 13th, 1991. <laughs> So the UK singles, way back when, holding on to the number one spot was George Michael and Elton John, two favourites of this podcast, oh, <laughs> with their Don't Let Your Don't Son let Go Down On Me song. Yeah. Move on. And I, I, I just remember this for the, when he um, announces it. I'm like, Ladies and gentlemen, Mr... Elton John. John. Don't let the sun go down on me. Yeah, that was actually at Wembley Arena in March 91. Cool, glad I went there. Me too. Dropping down to number two, 
was Michael Jackson's rock and roll dance song about racial harmony, Black or White. Oh, okay. I thought it was um, the... about newspapers or <laughs> vice versa. To get a black or white. Do you remember the absolute furore that was going around because of the video where he turned into a panther after it destroyed the alleyway by dancing in the car? It's not so much that he just he rubs himself a lot. Have you seen it recently? Yeah. (laughs) And starts like slowly rubbing his crotch. Yeah, does that a lot? (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? But, it, but yeah, he's definitely innocent. <laughs> but I always thought he was swearing in this because I ain't scared of no banner. I ain't scared of no shit. Mm. I ain't scared of nobody. He doesn't swear, does he? No, what he's saying is, I ain't scared of no sheets. As in KKK. Oh, I thought it was sheep. I thought he were. Uh, I, I, know what? I knew it was sheets, but I never made that connection as a kid. Maybe I didn't know much about the KKK as a kid. (laughs) Kid. Thankfully. Thankfully, yeah. Why? What do you think I'd do? (laughs) Well, you don't want to know too much about it it when you're a kid, do you? Why would you you be okay with that? End up like American History X or something. Mm. Dropping from number four to number ten is Bizarre Inc. Playing with knives. Got to get it. Got to feel good. Got to get it. Feel good. That's Proper called Playing With Knives. Knives. I didn't know that. Didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, it's a good song, that. It's, it's um, that's 90s dance in a nutshell, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All piano and all good. Albums? Yes. Jumping from number six up to number one, perhaps propelled by the recent loss of Freddie Mercury, was Queen's Greatest Hits number two which featured all their singles from 81 to 91, such as... All of the It's a Kind of Magic Shizzle. Yeah. Radio Gaga, Goo Goo, Kind of Magic, amongst others. Probably a better half of it, I would think. Probably their... Every band has an imperial phase, don't they? Well, like probably it. Small round mint. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's... uh... And this That's is probably right. it for Queen, isn't it? Yeah, there mm. were Bohemian Rhapsody and there were... Yeah, there were a few choice ones prior, but really the, yeah. that's when all the good stuff came out. And it? then they became a bit of a joke, didn't they? On, they were a bit naff. Uh, and then he died. And then everybody loved them again. That's what, uh, that's what happens, isn't it? it? What happens? Get a bit naff. Just just die. <laughs> Reignite some interest. Michael Jackson did say, Whitney... George Michael. None of them died when they were good, did they? <laughs> Let's hope Justin Bieber stays alive forever. <laughs> and number two was an album by a guy called Michael Jackson called Dangerous. Mm. Which it's featured... not very dangerous at all, is it? No. Which was, yeah, uh, you could argue just... the only time he's dangerous is if you're a little boy sleeping over at his house. <laughs> <laughs> or if you have a dangerous amount of uh, prescription drugs. Well. Yeah, there's that, there's that, definitely. I, I still you... think we're probably legally not allowed to say that it's dangerous to children. 
well, he's dead. Um, so I would imagine there's a high level of toxicity in, in his body. And well, like, if, if a child, if, yes. yeah, if a child were to try and know on one of his bones, that could potentially be bad for them. Which bone? Did you like Dangerous? Have you heard it? <laughs> did, um, yes, what I did. I liked it. it. Obviously, black or white, I'm assuming, by the charts, yeah, but yeah. I can't remember anything it's else. Got, it's got what? Keep it in the closet. Keep it in the closet. The video with what's the first Naomi Campbell, was it? That was, do you remember the time? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, he's never done anything crap, has he? So, I mean, yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. Like, well, the, what? the album that came after that wasn't very good. The one with, that one, Earth Song. Oh. No, Earth Song Earth was on. Was on Dangerous, wasn't it? It was oh. on History, wasn't it? History, oh, yeah, it was. Which You're featured right. Scream with his sister, which was good. Yeah. But anyway, this Dangerous, it were all new Jack Swing. It were all jam, jam. jam. Here comes the man. Hot damn. <laughs> nice. That <laughs> 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 was a Michael Jordan rapping impression. Say, that's the best ginger rapping I've seen that, since that was... Informa. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting confused. That was Michael Jordan was in the video, but the rap was Heavy D. Mm-hmm. Oh, from the um, fat Heavy D and the boys or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say from um, Rhythm is a Dancer, but he was Turbo <laughs> B, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Turbo Bastard. I think that any any, any short word and the letter. <laughs> And that's your nineties uh, rap artist there. Massive C. Yeah, massive anyway, C. Yeah, yeah. Produced by Teddy Riley, which is why it were all new Jack Swing and shit. Number eight was uh, Paul Young, the singles collection. Now, Ooh. don't look at the notes. Give me some uh, Paul Young songs that could possibly fill a greatest hits. Well, it came up in conversation today, just while I was eating my tea. Um, because I thought for a second he did Forever Young. No. Which he didn't. Forever no. Young. Forever Young. No, definitely not. No, it wasn't. <clears throat> but he's, he is Forever Young. <laughs> yeah, but that is true. But well, he didn't do that song. Yeah, no. But yeah, wherever I lay my hat, that's my home. That's the one that's yep. popping into my head. And that's the only song that he, he is in my head. That he's Are you done. Daniel? Yeah, I think that, that's about it. I could picture him. And he has a kind of a kind of voice, doesn't he? Like he's singing like that. Blue eyed soul, isn't he? He's like, no, he's He's what? Blue eyed soul? I thought he said a blue eyed pole. No, he's just (laughs) share share with a penis. He did every time you go away. Every time you go. That's quite good. Yeah. 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 And then he disappeared for a bit, or what seemed like an eternity when we were kids. And then he came back with Zuccaro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Madonna. No more pain and no sorrow. I shag Madonna. So we have more songs, but still not enough to fill a singles collection, Paul. So um, don't dream it's over. Mm. Hey now, hey now. Anyway, films. Yes. The number one film at the uh, cinema box office, top top Let me guess, Christmas 1991. Coming up to 14, it. 14, yeah. 15 years old. Die Hard 2. Adam's Family, directed um, by Barry Sonnenfeld, starring Angelica Houston, Raul Julia, and Marty Christopher Lloyd. Do you um, like it? I, not particularly, no. No, I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was very good, and it birthed an absolute fantastic pinball. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, there is that. No, there is no getting away from the fact that that is one mean pinball. But yeah, I'm not too keen on the film or its sequel. Raul Julia was yes. played M. Bison in Street Fighter, which yes. was a couple of years after this. But I didn't know until recently that he it was his kid's favourite game, I think. So he agreed to, to, to do the film because his kids loved the game. Um, and he was very poorly at the time. I think he had cancer or something. Did he die of cancer? But anyway, no. it was very poorly. No. And he, no, was it not? No. What did he the, have? Film, the film killed him. Oh, what? maybe. Potentially. Oh, I've got a little bit of that cancer. I think what I'll do is go get me fucking head kicked in by Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> no, he didn't think that. He thought, I'll go and let Kylie Minogue sit on me. Oh, God, yeah. I'd have that. I'd go <laughs> that wouldn't that. kill you, would it? Yeah, it wouldn't. That'd be a nice way to go, wouldn't it? But yeah, he um, <laughs> he he died before it, it was released. I think. Oh, did he? How we're going to say? Well, what's he been up to? Well, pushing up daisies by yeah. the sound of it. <laughs> At number six, Point Break. Beautiful film. It's great, isn't it? Did we go to the cinema to watch this, Mark? No, because I think we were too young. I I think no, I, this... I went to this. I stuck in. Oh, this. did you? Yeah. I I didn't know if this was one of the ones we tried to get in for and failed. If this was December ninety one. I'd have been fifteen. Ah, yes, 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 yes. No, this... I definitely didn't watch it at the cinema. This is this Fast and the Furious on surfboards. Yeah, it's pretty be- much. It's better than that, though. It's really, really good. If you've not watched Point Break, you should watch it. It's a great, 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 great sort of uh, early 90s action suspense type cheese thing. Keanu Reeves is ultimate Keanu Reevesiest. So have you seen Adam's Family, Daniel? Yes. Years okay, ago. Right, right, that's one. That's good then. Uh, at number seven, have you seen this? Fisher King, Terry Gilliam. Yes, absolutely brilliant yeah. film. And Robin that, Williams. And Robin Williams, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I've not seen it. Which one's Jeff Bridges? I always get there's a, him and another famous Jeff. I he's the he's the one where you go past Glenn Close. He's the one out of Tron, the original Jeff Tron. Jeff Bridges and... over River Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's the um, dude. Yeah, he's the dude, the dude yeah, in okay. Lebowski. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get mixed up with guy in Iron Man. Bo Bridges is his brother. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know who that is. Carry on. <laughs> Have you not seen the film with Michelle Pfeiffer on a piano? Fabulous Baker Bros. Boys. What do you think? Bros. Fabulous Baker Bros. Well, they're both in it, aren't they? Jeff and Bogey. They are both in it, yes. So there you can go. You can compare them if you want. Get them side by side. There's your films. What we, We're a gaming podcast, apparently. So, <laughs> what so we, yeah, what were the games then? What, the games on the 30th of December... CMVG issue 120 was on the shelves in Woolworths and it was their 10th anniversary edition of Woolworths. No, it's coming back, Woolworths, it isn't is it? It's coming back. News, isn't it? <laughs> it's back, back yeah. for attack, back to Nick some pick a mix. And that just shows the... that just shows, yeah, today in the UK there's been an announcement by a lot of the uh, press that Woolworths is coming back when in actual fact it. It isn't. It's just some guy pretending to be Woolworth saying it's come back and loads of people have picked up on it. People <laughs> own Woolworth today. I think, I think in the UK at least, it's very. Uh, they've said, no, we're not. Uh, but you'd think that the media would probably do fact checks, wouldn't you? And, and look at No, not really. I wouldn't uh, expect them to do. I would expect them to do the littlest possible thing that they can. They can't even spell check. 
Never I've mind fucking on, fact check. I've seen it on Twitter. It wasn't true. <laughs> yeah. Get it, print it up. So Tip come on, man. Edition. So Hit me with the game. This month, first up, Team 17's Alien Breed on the Amiga. Loved that. 91. Alan Breed. Yeah. It's really good, in it? It's very, very good. And they did not get sued. I know, because I mean, everything about it, the design and everything, and then the air, the airlock and the countdown, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's aliens in all in but the same name, way but that, it's great. That Sega's Alien Syndrome, hunt around and avoid aliens that looked a lot like aliens from a film called Aliens, and then Team Seventeen went and kind of copied the same intellectual property and that game, and still yeah, got it. It was at different times. The Super Mario Three. The remade Alien Breed a couple of years ago, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did do like a little remastery thing, but they didn't take it far enough, did they? It was a bit too, too. Did they do? Did they do any more of their old games like Super Frog? Uh, We don't need to see that again. (laughs) Also, that can do one. I know it's not two (laughs) seventeen, but that would shite. It was of that time. Oh, it's got chupa chup lollies in it. Great, still shit. He looked cool, didn't he? He did look cool. Yeah. They were well designed. The game were good. It's just like it just. They were trying to sell it as Amiga's fucking Sonic or uh, Mario, and no one were really having that, were they? No. Super Mario Three got a five-page review. Five-page review. That's almost as long as my introduction. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. It scored ninety-eight. I'm not surprised that, though. They said in I the mean, review that they nearly didn't get this magazine out because everyone were just playing it. I'm going to say, I'm going to imagine at that time that will have probably been the best game any of them would have ever played, I would think. It is good. that good that when Daniel Gill got it for Christmas, he nearly fainted. (laughs) Well, it can't be as good as Fantasia then, because I got Fantasia for Christmas and actually fainted. Did you? Yeah. Apparently, mum tells the story that I unwrapped it and went, (gasps) she's wrong. And and I forgot to breathe out again. I need to look at Fantasia. You were there. Yeah, you was six, and you were so overwhelmed by getting this, you you nearly died. <laughs> cool. Super Tennis on the SNES scored ninety six percent, which is a that's good and all, an absolute wonderful tennis game. And it felt <clears throat> back then, it felt well, it was next gen, but it felt <laughs> brilliant. I have memories of playing this at Simon Rayner's house. Oh, Nicolau, no. Games Master's famous Simon Nicolau. Yes, the famous Simon Nicolau. Um, and I remember even as a kid thinking, wow, this is amazing. Felt like I was watching Wimbledon and I was controlling it. <laughs> now looking back, oh, it doesn't look that good. I mean, it still looks good. It looks like it looks of its time and it plays well still. Um, Which one's that? Super Tennis. I'm going to have a look at that as well. Tennis. Nice. I... Um... The the last tennis game I remember really, 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 really loving was Smash Cart. I can't remember what it were on there. But yeah, Super Tennis looking at these screenshots still looks a bit tasty now, doesn't it? Yeah, it's great. It looks good. good. What was in the charts though, Sol? Let's have a look. In the Gallop, all formats chart. Number one, Jimmy White's Whirlwind Snooker. 
Oh, oh, oh Jimmy White's Whirlwind Snookef. <laughs> There's the print yeah, look. Yeah, in that. Print, print <laughs> well, Jimmy, White, Jimmy White Snooker storms into the charts, knocking the previously unshakable Man United from its perch. See what you did there. Sneaking quietly into the chart at number seven is Microprose's long-awaited Silent Service 2. And... The Dizzy Collection is still there in the top 10 after six weeks. Can it make it a whole year? We'll wait and see. So look out for next month's blood, blood, blood etc. Jimmy yeah. White's Whirlwind Snooker was made by my mate, wasn't it? It was made by some guy called Archer McLean. You've been mm. round his house. I have been round his house. Not now he's moved. Have you still got that cocktail table? Yeah, yeah. It's in conservatory under a cloth so the, uh, so the paper doesn't get discoloured. A table oh. off on it, but, but I, I remember really playing much... that. I remember playing that. I'm really enjoying Jim White's Whirlwind Snooker, and <laughs> they made a, if you chalked the tip of the cue too much, it went. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know why. It's like a bald man <laughs> polishing his head. <clears throat> if you spent too long, was this? Was it Jimmy White Snooker where the ball turned around and pulled faces at you? It did. Yeah, it did. Monkey Island's on that. Um, uh, number eight, yeah. Ten, yeah. The original. Um, it must have been because I can remember. That fucking left, game. It's such a game. It's such a great game. I left school in 92 and came around to yours for the summer in Lincoln where you were living. You've been all over this chuffing country, Mark, but at the time <laughs> you were living in Lincoln and I came with uh, Faith No More's Angel Dust, yes. not the drug, the album. I, re- I remember this specifically. And yes. we sat and listened to that and played Monkey Island for... Uh, like about a week yeah and Riven was a dancer was number one and in them days you had no internet so you had an 0898 number you had to ring if you got stuck for about <laughs> 40 quid in a minute or something and you but go hi we never, we welcome to that. the monkey island the intro were as long as your intro Dan before you could actually select the party part of the game that you were at <laughs> and the thing is the further you got through the game the longer you had to wait for your button press if you're still on monkey island press one Blah, blah, blah. Press two. Yeah, press nine. If you're none of these, press nine. <laughs> and then you come nine. If you're in so-and-so, press one. You're like, it's cost me 47 quid. I haven't even got to the number that I need to pick to figure out where I am. Bring on the I, I never, I never got the answers I needed from 0898 Lonely Men. <laughs> <clears throat> well, and just beneath it was uh, another adventure, Cruise for a Corpse. It's uh, it's like a um, Agatha Christie type uh, adventure, isn't it? Where you play a French detective on a boat, so it's a bit like Murder of Denial, isn't it? Yes, I remember Cruise for a Corpse being a very, very, very good game. If anything should be due a remaster, it's something like Left to Center, like that one. And that's it. That's your games, guys. That's your CMVG. That's your music. That's your films. That's your that's your. Right, well, let's lay into this piece of shit then. Final thoughts on Treasure Master. I'll go alphabetical order then. Daniel, get your notes out. Well, I haven't made any because I didn't need to. I played it for <laughs> about half an hour. And my initial excitement at looking at the cover art was just was was just destroyed. Mm. Um 
Although I did like the way that he walked like, with his little oh, his he arms. He's pretty smooth, isn't he? Like, he, had some, he had some proper swag. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did like that. But <clears throat> that's about it. I, did, I didn't you like didn't... I, No, I didn't like it at all. Did you, he got his ass kicking boots and that kind of got, stuff? Yeah, then. got the boots, kicked some caterpillars in the face. That was yeah, all right. Kicked that's some wasps. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I kind of like the the character design of some of the enemies. That those little sharks, they they look like Sharky and George kind of looking things. I like them. Um, so some, of the, I think the artistry was quite good. Like when you go to the moon and you've got you in your moon suit. Looks yeah, like, I think the artistry throughout like, I thought, um, was quite good. It wasn't devoid of ideas. No, uh, it it was just so 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 ridiculously hard mm. that I mean, obviously, it kind of had to be designed that way because it's competition. But it it just sapped all the joy out of it. Maybe the thought of winning ten grand would have injected some joy back into it, but. Um, but it was so frustrating and annoying. It's, it wanted you to just die, didn't it? It did, but the the graphics are good. If a little large. So it's very much like it's it's bridging somewhere between the Amiga game and a Commodore 64 game, really. So the tail end of this generation, they're now to work the stuff, and it looks lovely. I'm not into the flick screen platformers where you have to jump... No, that's oh. really annoying. It's nice and smooth scrolling left to yeah. right, but then you jump up and there's about a second delay and then the screen scrolls up. And then if you're halfway between that screen and the next screen, there's then a half second delay and the screen jolts down again. Yeah, it's that kind of mechanic, yeah. isn't it? So maybe that's a technical... Maybe that's the, maybe they technical have to have a flick screen approach because the graphics on the sprites were so good. Don't know. But... And I like the picking up of the puzzles. I'm a massive fan of the Dizzy games. It's it's close to something like a Treasure Island Dizzy. Yeah, but I'll tell you what we're annoying. You had to take your ass kicking boots off every time you wanted to use something else and then remember to put them back on again. What Those ass kicking boots, you, you, you've got to be right up to the enemy oh, to yeah. use it. Yeah. At which point you're opening yourself up to getting shot. Yeah. Why not? Has been done in many games, Mario being the key one. Why not just let you jump on them with your because boots? Because everyone, everyone knew that mechanic and uh, that would have been too easy. It, I, all right, so maybe they're trying to be different. But no, they're trying to be hard. They're trying to kill you. They want you to die. But the game itself is, well, I guess if you jump in on the, yeah. I, think, right, I yeah. think he was designed originally to kill by jumping. The way that he jumps, curls his legs up, and he, he has his fist up in the air, like yep. he's punching above him. And, and, he, and he grabs his feet and pulls his feet behind him. Yeah, it looks like it, a skateboard. Cool. Looks, like, yeah, yeah, uh, looks like a skateboard. But, but he looks like, okay, if I'm jumping up to an enemy, them enemies are getting it. And if I'm landing on an enemy, them enemies are getting it. Because the first time you play it, you, you immediately go to jump on an enemy. That's just the natural instinct of you're playing a Nintendo game and that's what you do. And I, I think because that is everyone's natural instinct, everyone would have been too good at it. And they went, no, it's too easy. We need to do something else. We need to make it so you can't kill anything at all until you find some boots. And then you can kick them in their head. But it's crap. Um, the, the, kicking, it the kicking mechanic's crap. When you get the gun on yeah, the second awful. level, then that, yeah. that, uh, that's... This ain't Kung Fu Master, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, at least Kung Fu Master can lift his knees. And he goes... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just moves his ankle. 
It's like a, the crappiest kick ever. And because that's the downfall of it, because you've got to be so close to your enemy. One of the things you've got to do very early on, and I think when I looked at the walkthrough after, this is a, a recurring theme, you have to get a bomb. Now, you've got that bomb, and that bomb has some kind of countdown timer on it, but you can't see what that countdown timer is. So the first if, time I've played no, it... No, you can if, you you can if you've got it equipped. Yeah. Ah, so I still had my ass kicking boots on, so yeah. I couldn't see it. So I kept getting somewhere near, then the bomb would blow up, and then I'd have to go back and get the bomb again to then go back again. And then the very last time, I would just stood there for ages because I've got good reason to be good at that bit at this point. And you think this bomb's not going to go off? This bomb's not going to go off. You need to this squat. bomb's not going to go off. And then I accidentally knocked jump, and he went off, and I'm like, fuck you! And that's the point. I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I no, spent I've... ages trying to get off that first level. I eventually got to level two where you pick that gun up. Yeah. And then it turns into a completely different, better game. But your gun has still only got a limited amount of bullets. They call it juice, don't they? Juice, yeah. So once that's gone, you're back to your kicking boots again. And you don't get another gun after watching that YouTube video until the sixth no, you, you keep your gun all the way through. You've just got the limited amount of juice. Yeah, you've got to. You've got, yeah, but if you run out. Yeah, so the, the walkthrough I saw, he didn't actually run out of juice, so he could dip back in and out of that gun for tricky bits if he needed because to. Because he knew, didn't he? Because he had the foresight and the planning to deal with it, yes. Yeah, that, that that's it. That's, that's my thoughts, and I can't think any more on this game, I want to put it away forever. Now, I will say this. I really did enjoy watching the whole 45 to 50 minutes of the walkthrough that I saw of the guy that were playing it that were really, really good. I really enjoyed watching whoever it was on YouTube play it. And he so, racks up about eight eight extra lives, doesn't he? Doesn't yeah, I mean, it, I, you know, so there is merit to this game. And as I was watching it, I was thinking there's some good design ideas in here. There's some good boss, like some good sorry, uh, uh, enemy um, designs in there. I really like puzzles. Yeah, a bit obtuse. The, yeah, a little bit obtuse. But then I, when I was thinking about that as well, I was thinking, well, they were all obtuse in them days. You know, yeah. and like that's why it's st everyone's a Wally stuck in my brain because I were like, it's, it's like that, you know, where it's like that item doesn't really make any logical sense to go in that place. But when you've only got that game to play over and over again, sooner or later you're going to try it, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and the, 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 it, it seemed like it was a shame because they'd created some game and then due to a marketing gimmick, gosh, shit, we need to make this a shit ton harder, otherwise everyone's going to win. Um, and just purposely made it more and more and more and more difficult, particularly when you started looking at um, the later levels that that guy was on and the way these classic clowns were falling from the sky and things like that. Um, but they, it was nicely designed. And other than the scrolling, it was all right. Well, the, the problem, uh, the music was really, really good. Well, as the well. music is by Tim Falling of Commodore yeah. 64 fame. So the opening scene... Uh, is Staskin Hutch. Yeah, the music yeah, throughout yeah. the game, as you'd I expect. I really liked the music Foley. and he even managed to, out of that little Nintendo chip, make little sounds that sounded like scratching and stuff like that. And I thought that um, musically it was quite good. So it, it, it was a real shame, this, because I think if they'd have not sold out or come up with a stupid marketing gimmick and actually spent a bit more time on the game, in terms of substance, there's certainly a lot more here than there has been in a lot of the other action. And uh, in fact, this is the only 
other than things proper action adventure game the rest of them have been more leaning towards adventure aren't they so yeah. you're right in that <clears throat> a lot of it looked good a lot of it but there was a lot there but mm. while i was playing it i just didn't find it interesting i just no, wasn't, I, I wasn't excited by it there was nothing because no, it's frustrating it's frustrating it's so before it's enjoyable yeah, yeah, yeah that's all it is it's just because it's so 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 annoying possibly but you, you know you, you start playing super mario mm. and you instantly soon the first time you jump on that goomba you're like oh yeah and it, yeah. there's just something satisfying about it it's it, it's it's instantly no. playable and this yeah, i was this, like god it's so yeah this is instantly punishing because like i said you come to play it for the first time as somebody who's never played it the first thing you do is see a caterpillar and try and jump on its head and realize it kills you and you go, all right, that's annoying. Then you go and try and jump on a rope and you won't attach yourself to the rope until you realize you've got to hit the rope on its side. You can't hit the rope in the middle. Then he'll attach to the rope and then he'll climb. So then that's annoying. Then you get to the top and there's some bee floating around. It was an absolute pot shot with a fucking brick and it's your head with it every single time. Yeah. Then why you think, it, why are they, what are they carrying? It is a brick, isn't it? It looks like a bee carrying a brick. And then, um, like I say, once you find your ass kicking boots, it's quite satisfying to kick something in the face. But then a lot of the time they're running away from you. And if they're running away from you, these caterpillars, you can only kick their ass one little segment at a time. Um, and then if you think, oh, I'm bored of kicking ass one segment at a time, I'm going to jump over the red. That's you're running off, they shoot you in the ass. It's, it's yeah. like literally whatever you do, it just wants you to die. You know, it's not it's not a game that's hard where you are, yes, this game's really, really hard, but it's hard because it wants you to be good at it and it wants you to get good at it. This game's going, I'm hard because I want you to die. And that's uh, not a nice environment to play in. No, it's just too too difficult, frustrating. Annoying, but looks nice. Yeah, so I, I'm not going to score it very highly, if I'm honest. I nearly did. I thought actually, when I got to level two, I thought actually, and but I've 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 sat on it and thought about it, and for me, it gets a four. I was going with four. It's it's below average, but it's not awful. There's just it's just just a lot of nothing about it. There's, it just doesn't pull me in. I don't, I don't like uh, I don't like it, and I, I have no reason to come back to it. I I was a three up until I watched the walkthrough, and then I'm a four now because there is some care gone into it. There is some effort gone into it. It hasn't just been churned out. I don't think, but I think it's a victim of its own marketing It'd strategy. A, it would be interesting to know whether it was produced. Um, with with the express idea of being part of a competition, or whether they just went midway through its development, went, why don't we have a word with MTV it, and see if we can? It feels like that to me. It feels like it didn't start off in that way, but mm -hmm. it ended up in that way. Because particularly when you um, when I was watching the video with some of these later levels, the way that some of the enemies were hemmed in, they looked hemmed in. So you could see, like, actually, if those two enemies were missing from that, they'd be perfectly aligned, and that'd be a nice level, organized level to play. And then you've got two random ones squeezed in in, in odd places where they don't look right, either from a design standpoint or, or anything else. So, so it clearly just looked to me like they've just been put there to make you die. You know, that kind of thing. Mm. So, I mean, the thing is, it's clearly possible because the guy that plays it, it does an amazing job of playing it. Um, but... But yeah, I'd agree with the four as well. So there you have it. 
12 out of a possible 30. Which is 12. actually probably more than it deserves when you think about it. But when it you is, look at it like it that, 12 are Woogers. Mm. What's, it, what's it putting it um, near? Where, where do you think it feels as a game? Where do you think you would put it? If you had out to... Of, out of uh, everything we've played. Chubby Cherubish. Chubby Cherub. Well, it's it's level on points with Adventures of Dino Ricky. Chubby yeah. Cherub. We only gave Chubby Cherub nine and a half. Now, Did I think we? looking back, we were a bit mean. I, I, I think if we played bad. it again, we'll realise just how not mean we were. <laughs> because we were, we, you know, Possibly. We, we didn't like it, did we? But yeah, I, I think it's around that sort of level, Chubby Cherub level, which it is, isn't it? We clearly gave Chubby Cherub a few threes apiece and we've given this a few fours. So. It's yeah. interesting that it comes alongside Dino Ricky because that's the same. It, fa- it, it fails in the same way in that there is, in essence, at the heart of it, a really Something good game there. there, but it's been suppressed by difficulty when it's unnecessary this game's long doesn't need to be this hard Doesn't no, need to exactly when, you, when you look to... at something like what was that shitty ninja one that just had three one minute levels over legend and over again yeah legend of kage you know you look at something like that that had no content whatsoever compared to this you know so <laughs> yeah the, I, it's a shame that they created quite a lot of content and um and killed it for themselves by doing some scam with mtv Yes, the end, their end of the lesson. So I think potentially there is like, if 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 we had the time to do journalistic research and get interviews with people, I think this there potentially is a very interesting story to be had around yeah. this game. Probably more interesting than playing the game. Yeah, uh, it's, it's more of, interesting than fun. Yeah, so I, give, well, give us a call, Steve Ruddy. Yeah, I think out of all of the ones we've played, if we were to go, okay, we're going to do a special on a game to explore it in more detail, I think this would be the one that would probably have the most interesting story to tell. Um, but that don't make it any better game. <laughs> no. Well, what else could we have been playing? Go on. Anything. T, T, yeah, Turtles. Turtles. So that, that Turtles game by Konami? It is. Brilliant. Brilliant game. Rock hard, but rate good. Rock hard, but rate good. There's some yeah. forget. Outside at box. Put that on your box art. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, Turtles is difficult, but it's seemingly fair. Yeah. Trojan. I had Trojan. Didn't like it. I remember That's... mum and dad bought it for me. Did it come packaged as something else? <laughs> uh, came wrapped in rubber. It's, it's almost like a, it's an arcade conversion. It's almost in, it in a way like um, a cross between Ghouls and Ghosts and Double Dragon. Mm, Used the one with a sword. I remember playing it as a kid and finding it really hard, and then not enjoying the challenge of it and not liking it, and then feeling bad that mum and dad had bought me a game that I didn't, I didn't want to play it. Um, but I disliked it that much. I couldn't even force myself to play it through guilt. So <laughs> I just, I just, I just put it down and felt sad. It's like Carnov. Carnov <laughs> <laughs> on Slimfast. <laughs> that you could have been playing Tecmo Bowl or and Tecmo Super Bowl, as far as they're concerned. People are concerned. Them, them, the people, the best sports series on the NES, Tetris. Oh, God, yeah. 
which is on everything, and track and field. Yeah. Do, yeah, there's, do, there was do, some do, good do, games do, there we could have had. Well, in, in, when we first started doing this, I, I stumbled across a, a website um, that was called 10 Hidden Gems on the NES. Oh, well, it was GameZilla Media, actually. And one of their articles was 10 Hidden, game, had 10 hidden Gems on the NES. And they're, they're recommending that um, for tea, Tiny Toon Adventures um, is something that should be played. Tiny Toon Adventures, come and join the show. That thing. Tiny, yeah, mm. yeah, the, um, the Warner Brothers. Um, mm. Not Warner Brothers. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you're Daffy Duck, aren't you? Baby Daffy Duck. Yeah, the kiddie, the kiddie ones here. Yeah. The, um, They're ripping the Muppet Babies off. But we'll let yeah, off, Babs. Um, Buster Bunny and Babs That's Bunny. After I the fucking big... love Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies were... proper good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But apparently it's a it's a real good platform adventure game, these um, Tiny Toon Adventures. I remember it for the Mega Drive. I think I had it for the Mega Drive or I lent it from someone as a kid. That was good, but I never played it for the NES. Well, worth playing according to GameZillaMedia.com. Thank you, Jeff Amezilla. That is your tease. So it's time to invite out your abusive little friend to punish yeah. us with yet another slice of gaming shite. For the letter you. <laughs> Letter U, let's see. Hang on, let's say XYZ. I think we should try and accelerate these so that we can uh, we can get Z ready for a Christmas episode. I so, was going to actually suggest that what? we did U and, U and V and then record so, U and V next time. So, so yeah, listeners, um, we might we might try and accelerate things. We might try and release a few more in a bit quicker succession to see if we can, uh, see if we can do a bumper episode covering Z whatever new platform we get to and yanking out an A. Well, it's not like we can go anywhere, is it? No. No. Not no. up here. Up north, we're not allowed into next room, never mind next county. No, I mean, it's, it'd be nice that, because then I wouldn't have to see why for kids. I could just stay in this room, game all day, spin round to this side where Mac is, make some music, spin round to that side where PC is and game some more, and just that'd be it. Sorry, love, I've got to stay and do this podcast for our yeah. 34 subscribers. That <laughs> yeah, that's it. Our... <laughs> that's people counting on us. You can't, yeah. can't let them down. <laughs> yeah, there's 12 people waiting. <laughs> and so let's get the randomizer out. Come on. Ben. 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 You know what starts with you, don't you? You lot are dickheads. And I hate you. But while I'm here, you might as well have a game. It's Euphoria, the saga. Stick that in your U-bend. Huh? Euphoria, the saga. Hang on, let me Googleize this. Euphoria, the saga. Euphoria. How the hell are you spelling Euphoria? I believe it's spelled... I think it's a play on I found UFO. It. I found it. I found it. Ooh, UFO. All oh, right. That looks nothing like I expected. Looks like a like a New Zealand story type thing. I've got like a puzzle, like bubble bubble cross with New Zealand story. That looks quite interesting. This one's good, guys. Um, Mark, UFO. Mark, Mark, Mark. 
Well, they always look quite interesting. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, treasure master look good, didn't it's it? It's you, and then four spelt like the number four. Oh, euphoria. Why didn't you say I, I think it's because there are four characters. Four of them. You yeah. four. Here. Yeah, that's it. It's actually made in Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we'll look forward to playing that. Because it's better than this. <laughs> I hope so. Well, I've spotted something immediately on the cover art. Sunsoft. So there you go. Quality. Yeah. Quality stamp. Yeah. Rather than just wanting to stamp on it. Next. It looks proper good, this. Right, anyway, let's uh, let's <laughs> anyway, have a quick go on it. We've got, some, we've got some feedback. Oh, good. Go on, then. So Ross has been in touch uh, on account of the, the games that we played on S. Ross, yeah, Ross with the cheese. Oh, so yes. When we saw Ross at Revival, he gave us some absolutely fantastic cheese, which was very nice of him. And I ate it. Yeah, he was our first live non non pre friend listener, an actual someone live. in the wild. Could yeah, yeah. try and give me cheese. <laughs> <laughs> someone actually in the wild came up and said, "I like what you do." <laughs> That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, as opposed to stop doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, why the fuck? <laughs> Please go away. Uh, but he recommended for us that we should have checked out Silent Service, which is an Amiga port. It's a submarine simulation game, mm. which I, I believe we it. just said that Silent Service 2 was in the charts, I think. Uh, Mr. Neil 20 to 5 for letter R recommended we check out Rescue, Rescue. for the NES. Which he loved very much as a young man. If, if any of you guys that are listening, of course, we're getting quite close to it and we haven't decided how we're going to choose the next gaming system, but we're going to go from 8 bit to 16 bit. Should we put a Twitter so, poll up? Yeah, if, if you've got a preference on, on which platform we choose, let us know. Or if you have an idea of a, a way of choosing the next platform, then maybe let us know. Let's what not we could let randomizer pick it. No, we're not. We'll just pick <laughs> no. some. Some 16-bit platforms, and we'll get all of our five listeners to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, to do, yeah, yeah. And we'll yeah. put our votes in as well at the end. Not wanting to fix it, but we'll we'll add our thoughts in. And yeah. we'll see what we get, yeah? Even if we just get eight people. It's enough. Just, as long as we have enough to make a decision, we have enough. Yeah, it would be good. I just want to bring you back <laughs> to that silence, silent service. I, this is very stimulatory. Like, I can imagine... Train fans would look like if you, you know, you get proper train buffs. If you were a proper submarine buff, you'd love this. Looking at maps, adjusting your bearings, looking through the periscope. Oh, God, it yeah, it looks proper. very dry, doesn't it? It does look very dry. Uh, but it's Sid Meier. Oh, right, there you go. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's probably be good then, won't it? Yeah. Yeah, it looks, it looks fun, if not. Dry. <laughs> it looks better than Treasure Master. And the Irish shit earlier back. that looks better than Treasure Master. What was the other one? Uh, Rescue. By oh, Neil I looked at Rescue. I looked at Rescue as well before. Um, looks good. Looks like you've got rescue hostages from an embassy. Very IRA. That's yeah, this situation. That's racist. Stop it. So, and finally, a shout out to all those who pop by when there's a Twitch stream going off. So that's Rick Six. Charlie Farr, Ed Horse, uh, generally, generally 
you will find one of us doing a Twitch stream of the game that we're featuring on a Thursday night, or I like to do it on a Sunday afternoon, actually. It's quite no else to do. And people drop by there. Uh, Ed Horse dropped by watching us play Treasure Master and said, wow, this looks hard. <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding. He just watched me die a lot and then probably went off to do something a lot better. Okay, we've been Pixel Hunt Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for being uh, one of the elite few um, that uh, tunes in to enjoy our wobblings. If you want to find out more information about us or the games we've played, you can go to www.pixelhuntpodcast.com. You can grab us on Twitter or Instagram at pixel hunt pod um same if you want to watch us play stuff on twitch again that's uh, forward slash pixel hunt pod or you can drop us an email at howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com we've been pixel hunt podcast playing the games so you, you don't, don't have, have to, to. Have, to. Have, to. <laughs> have to 